0: Welcome to the Curious and Curiouser podcast. If you happen to fancy what you hear, please like, subscribe and shout my podcast from the motherfucking rooftops. I'm Caitlin Gooch, your host. And truth be told, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm making it up as I go and letting you bear witness to my process. You are welcome. I want this to be a space of raw, unfiltered truth. The messy parts of life, And of course, something that quenches your thirst of being a nosy bitch who's curious about other people's lives, wives and everything in between. P.S. Please run everything through your own internal system. A.K.A. If something in an episode doesn't feel like truth for you, light it on fire and forget it ever fucking happened. Without further ado, let the show begin. hello and welcome everyone to the curious and curiouser podcast today on the show I have Chelsea Dickinson entrepreneurial brat tamer and self-expression coach for baddies ready to get fucking loud to finally show up for their dreams and make an unapologetic mess on the internet and in real life (laughs) welcome to the podcast Chelsea
1: Thank you. It is such a fucking honor to be here. Like, I'm so grateful. Number <laughs> three, yeah?
0: Um, Five now. You're my fifth.
1: Five. Oh, my God. I Good know. for you.
0: And do you know what I was thinking this morning is that I've got three more planned in the next week, and out of them all, I only know one of them in real life. <laughs> so I've started wow. every podcast like, oh, how did we meet? And um, we met through Marketing Miracle, through um, the content queen on Instagram, Rebecca's uh, group program she did last year. Um, And I've interviewed one other girl that I met there and I have another interview with another lady I met there. So I mean, like, it's a cool place to hang out, obviously.
1: (laughs) It really is. It really is.
0: Um, And so I was speaking to Chelsea before we started and um, Chelsea's also been my coach the last six months. Um, So she is part of the reason that this podcast is here and uh, she helped me write my um, badass uh, intro.
1: (laughs) Fucking epic, you killed it.
0: (laughs) Thank you um I had a lot of people be like oh my god this is so you like it's so crazy (laughs) so we nailed that yeah um where I was going was I said to you before this podcast and like when we were speaking I really like my ideal um in podcast and killing it in podcast is like to do sort of like that Joe Rogan style where You have a friend you're just chatting like you may be high on some mushrooms or whatever weed and you're just like having a conversation and the conversation goes across many topics and maybe the topics that don't always um that they're not always the same opinions or like whatever and I just I love that idea so this is my first time trying that because my previous calls have been more of that like interview style that you find with podcasts and um, people talking about like their thing and their journey and I love that too and I think there's um always a place for that. And so this could be like if I can watching an epic car crash, the one thing that you like you don't want to watch but you can't look away from or it could go really <laughs> well. And um I'm hoping for the second option.
1: <laughs> both entertaining, so fuck it. <laughs>
0: but it's very really true both entertaining um and I also said to you at the beginning like I I'm a little bit nervous because I wrote down some questions of things that I'd like to talk about and it's not like that I think I don't think the questions are like bad or scary it's that they invoke conversation that um could cause conflict or could have opposing or different views and you know confrontation is scary and it sucks and like that kind of is kind of what it feels like and especially with like the last couple of years the way things have gone in the world I feel like there's been like this big push away from being able to have conversations that you can't think differently or have different views yeah so I guess that's like my disclaimer (laughs) (laughs) and
1: interact um, at your own cost yeah
0: yeah (laughs) be warned um we may disagree on things and who knows how that will go
1: yeah they might be crunching with us I don't know (laughs) I think it's probably gonna be completely fine but like I really I think this is such a a beautiful important Thing to like spotlight on your end, like just for the world, right? I mean, like we were talking before we started, there's, I think, an added sense of like fragility in relationships, and this feeling Mm -hmm. that relationships can break a lot easier than they used to just because of the polarizing in the media and like all of that is like. Mm -hmm. People have less tolerance for differences because we haven't been really shown how to like navigate that. So it's like, ah, this makes me uncomfortable. So you're <laughs> got the fuck out of my life. Like yeah. and demonized. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um and I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast because you've said that there's nothing off limits. So I feel like um, you know, like I'm just gonna jump off the cliff and um let's see how we go
1: <laughs> let's see I'm ready let's have a great fucking epic conversation a tumble yeah. in the metaphorical sheets of podcasting
0: I mean you don't want to get me too excited this early in the morning
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's already hot over there
0: <laughs> I know, I'm like if you're watching the video I'm like sweating it's yeah it's very hot it's only 20 past six in the morning and I'm like Uh, anyway tangents um so I wanted to start the podcast um if anyone has been following you they may have heard this story or if they're new to finding you they may not have um so maybe you want to maybe I even just start for that do you just want to like talk about who you are and um what you're doing in this world and like just introduce yourself and then we can actually get into like a bit more of the the conflict.
1: The
0: details.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um okay, who the fuck am I? This always like overwhelms me. I am just a bitch out here making a mess on the internet, making shit up as I go. Um <laughs> in good company here. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know like fuck, I just I feel like entrepreneur has been such a title that has been like in recent years, the big thing that I identify with. Obviously we have so many layers to our realities and our experiences, but running a business has been one of them. It's been, I would say it's been the focus of like the last few years of just like really fucking chasing my dreams and showing the fuck up. And so that's been a blast, like on the internet and coaching amazing fucking human beings like you, like. <laughs> it has only gotten better and fucking better. And I don't know, getting to this place where like my in real life and my internet experience is just this like really rich decadent experience has been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I have my partner, my long-term partner, it's almost been seven years. It's been like six and a half years we've been together. Um, we've only gotten more and more in love. It's just been, it's been a wild ride though, as we'll get into Uh that relationship has been fucking nuts. Um, yeah, I don't know, just out here making a mess, you know, it's, I don't know. Is that a good introduction?
0: That's a great (laughs) introduction. Yes. And you know how much I love to make a mess. So I'm like, I'm I'm loving it. (laughs) Um, And I just, I really love the words that you use, rich and decadent, like how many of us shy away from those words, whether it's with food or with experience or with anything, because rich and decadent, like those words just like really hit me when you said them. I was like, oh my God, I just imagine like the moist, the most moist piece of chocolate cake that's just like covered in the most delicious icing and you're just like, you're eating it feeling like holy fuck, I've just made it in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it's so indulgent, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I think lately, and I would love to hear like your experience of this too, and like what your relationship has been like to that, if you want to go there. But like mm-hmm. lately, what I've been experienced is such a um I would say drastic contrast from like where, like how my life has been, like even like two years ago or like even six months ago, like just mentally, emotionally to like, you know, a mushroom trip that changed my fucking life, therapy that's changed my life, coaching that's, and then like now, like, it's just it feels like I feel like a newborn baby most days. <laughs> I like wake up and I know that sounds so cheesy and like if I was listening I'd be like, gah, like puke like I don't want to hear it. But like, fuck, growing up in like the slums, like the trailer parks, and like having intense OCD and now like waking up in my life, I'm just like, oh my god, it's so good. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I I fully get <sighs> that and I
0: love that and I think it's like it's not it's like a combination yep. I can't think of the word like when they're all stacks on top of each other of like culmination anyway yeah, culmination. yeah. <laughs> and it's like you're doing all of these different things and like I think as well coming from backgrounds sort of like ours you just really want to make sure that's not your life anymore and you want to get out of where you've been, and you just try all these things and you do all these things. And sometimes you're like, fuck, this isn't working. What am I doing? Like, is this even worth it? And then you get to this moment like, oh my God, this is my life. Like, I didn't know that that I could have this. Like, I've been working towards it my whole life, but I just didn't think it was real.
1: Right? <laughs> it's like, oh my God, that money, that energy, that like blood, sweat, and tears actually went towards something, you know? <laughs> and it's like, it's crazy because it really, it does, it feels like the most like shocking, breathtaking experience and also the most anticlimactic because it's just, it's just like you said, these microscopic moments over time again and again, where you show up or you do the work or you get on therapy and you cry and you do all that shit. And then one day it actually like fucking worked and you realize that it worked. Ugh, mm-hmm. My what is
0: your experience being because I know for me like you get to this point where you're like fuck this is my life and it's great but then you're like but like not where is the drama but like you're almost constantly looking for either it to go really wrong or you're looking for like these moments because you're really terrified of you know going back to the trailer park or going back to you know the block or wherever you've come from and you're like fuck and you're just like kind of looking not to bring yourself down, but to catch it before it catches you.
1: (laughs) Yes. Like that other shoe dropping. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. I would say like, for me, that has definitely been um, more of a mental experience than like Mm -hmm. a physical one. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it's like, I, like things would be really fucking good for me. And all of a sudden I'll go to a place of OCD and like, ruminating on something or Mm -hmm. literally creating a huge fucking problem that could last like four weeks about something that literally doesn't fucking matter instead of just like being in the present moment and being like oh wow that's like really cute like you don't feel safe to be in this like beautiful moment so you want to go into your head right Mm. so that's like how it's manifested and I feel like lately I've put so much work into like being extremely hypervigilant with that like mechanism that I've had it less and less and less than I've ever had it where I'm not searching for the shooter drop as much. It still comes up. I'm still human, Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. holy shit. Yeah. What about you? Like how has that like shown up for you?
0: Yeah. I just want to say that sentence that you said like, oh that's cute that you just don't feel safe to be in this moment. Um I feel like Especially with our working together, like that's like one thing that I've always really, I found really beneficial is to you know meet that feeling with, oh yeah, like that's that's nice, that's cute, that's okay, that you don't feel safe here, like all good, that's okay, like that you want to distract yourself by going into OCD or you want to distract yourself by thinking about the worst case scenario, like that's fine, that's okay, you're here and like yeah. allowing yourself to be in those moments and like I I feel like sometimes when you're like oh show yourself compassion so many people just shut down because they're like oh fuck but that's really what it is it's showing yourself that like time in that space to be like okay it's okay that you don't want to be here it's not like okay hurry up like get here it's like yes. cool. and there's like a really big shift that happens when you allow yourself to be like okay like I don't feel safe to be here. And like that, that's okay. And then, you know, it's almost like in that moment that then you feel safer to be there because it's okay not to feel safe to be there.
1: A hundred percent. It's a complete mind fuck, right? Because yeah. like the normal way you would respond is like, I don't know, you feel scared and you feel you want to ruminate or you want to like like you said, think about the worst case scenario or whatever. And then so often our immediate response to ourselves is to like shame ourselves for it. Mm -hmm. Like what the fuck's wrong with you that you're ruminating or you're thinking about all this, or you're, you're not doing the spiritual thing or you're whatever. And we beat ourselves up, which actually propels us to need of the coping mechanism even fucking more. And like the cycle never like stops. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I am a hundred percent supporter of being like in that moment with what's present. And I feel like, yeah, you have to be there first before you can move through anything. And, you know, everyone always says that, like, be present with your emotions or, you know, I feel like we're still stuck in being present with our emotions because we want to change them. Like there's, there's that next step of like, oh, this, like, this sucks. And I don't want to be here, but I am here and it sucks. And that's okay to stop at that moment. And stopping at that moment almost does transform it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Cause I think your inner child gets that. You're not trying to like twist their arm or like manipulate them. Like, you know what I mean? Like kids sense when you're like manipulating them, you're like, you know, they're like, I'm not buying it. So Mm -hmm. if you really drop your like expectations of leading yourself somewhere else and just be like fine we will just yeah. sit in this moment where you just want to fucking worry when everything around you is good let's just go there let's do it yeah <laughs> you went.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um okay so you kind of briefly touched on your partner Brandon and that it's been a ride mm-hmm. and one of the first places I want to go <laughs> is the story that you um have talked about before about Fighting Brandon's ankle in one of your fights
1: yes yes the iconic legendary story yes let's go there
0: yeah and so I'd love to hear the story um and then I am curious maybe we can talk about after you've you've shared the story of what happened
1: (laughs) okay okay I'll go there so let's see it was it was a dark and stormy night like four years ago. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it was about four years ago. I don't fucking know. But I was massively unregulated. Like I was an unregulated motherfucker. Um God, it's crazy. It's crazy to look back, but yeah, I felt wicked, unsafe in my own body, in my own system. if things didn't go my way. Like I did not handle that well. i I think I felt so unsafe that I just wanted to control everything around me. And mm-hmm. I sourced so much of my like sense of well-being through him. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, who the fuck knows what we were arguing about? But we were arguing about something, and he was like, we're not fucking resolving this tonight. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. And I was like, the fuck we are like, he just like unleashed the fucking beast. And he was like laying in bed next to me. And he's like, I'm going to sleep Chelsea. I'm like, no, you're not like ripping the covers off of him. (laughs) He's like, fuck this. We lived in a house. So he like went to the basement, into this other room that we had into another bedroom. I Mm chased him all the way down stairs I'm like you better fucking get back here he gets (laughs) it under the covers in that bed he's like leave me alone I'm (laughs) like no we're gonna work this out I can't go to sleep until I feel fucking better and like you're gonna do this and um yeah eventually I like ripped the covers off of him and I was like you're gonna fucking talk to me and I don't know at some point I just found myself looking up from his ankle biting him (laughs) (laughs) and I think like you know obviously I don't condone any of this but fuck it just broken, messy humans, you know? And I love that part of me and totally forgive her. But I, after that moment, I remember like probably three minutes later, then like, it was always a cycle of like, I would do something fucking crazy psycho. And then I would have like three minutes later, I'd just be bawling my eyes out, feeling so guilty for being such a psycho and being like, I'm so sorry, please don't leave me. It was so toxic. And yeah, so Mm -hmm. That was the story that poor man, he was just like, <laughs> I know there's something worth sticking around for here, but fuck, how long is it going to take? <laughs> like, uh, um, and I love that. I think
0: that's kind of like the question that I had is that in so many of my own relationships, um, I'll, I'll find that there's like something toxic or like I've had my own incident of giving one of my ex-boyfriends a black eye um which sounds way more hectic than it is um (laughs) but I did punch him in the face so it is pretty hectic anyway uh, um I feel like for me I was always like okay this this feels toxic and then I would remove myself from the situation and I don't regret leaving any of those relationships, but I have definitely spent time thinking like, what if I just stayed? What if I just not tried to work it out? And I'm I'm just interested in like the nuance of that. Like you guys obviously stay together and things are a lot different now. And um yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like, did you ever feel like it was toxic and that you wanted to leave or him thinking that or
1: oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like a thousand, a hundred thousand times. I mean, for the longest period of time, we would like, our saying was like, I love you, but fuck like, this, fuck, <laughs> like. and I don't know why this is going to sound so annoying to say, but like, we both have this sense of like, we were the one I know that, that like, it's so annoying, but it's like, that's, and it, it felt like, shit looked horrible like the first year we we lived together we moved in really quickly mm-hmm. um I bullied him into moving in with me and manipulated him <laughs> it was a fucking toxic situation I fucking bullied him into it until he broke and he was like final in with you <laughs> and then I bitched at him because he didn't do enough whenever he lived with me it was fucked but it was like the year from hell but we I don't know. We both had this like sense that like, it was worth sticking around for, but that doesn't mean that we didn't get like this fucking close to leaving a hundred times, you know? Um, I definitely was like his dad and he was like my mom. So like, I would get really aggressive and hostile and like, just more, I don't know, just like what I wanted, you know, I was like really in it and Mm -hmm. he would retreat and like pull into his phone and like dissociate, which would just make me further angry because I felt abandoned and rejected. And like, we just kept doing the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was definitely more outwardly toxic, but we were both equal amounts of fucked up for the most part. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) And it was like, I think we kind of were like we had the sense that the bones were good in each other and in the relationship and that if we were to leave like we would probably just replay whatever the fuck bullshit we were playing out in our relationship and it was like fuck it like let's figure it out together and like putting in blood sweat and tears going to therapy stuff like that has like massively helped oh my god mm-hmm. so you both kind of have like
0: um or had this desire for the personal development and to grow the relationship together with like therapy and things like that
1: definitely not <laughs> at first <laughs> like, I was definitely the one that was like I'm always fixing myself what are you doing you fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> yeah superiority complex for sure I was like that spiritually arrogant person like love it like it, it happens right because yeah, you're yeah. surrounded by spiritual new agers and then you get around somebody who like doesn't journal doesn't look within and you're like ah, I'm better than you <laughs> yeah which like obviously there's some shadow work to do um <laughs> but it it got to a point where like I was actually like really healing some stuff and like stepping into my own still had some toxic shit but like I was really healing a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and then he wasn't showing up to the relationship as much as I felt like I deserved and I was just like I laid down like an ultimatum I was like you deserve more from life and I deserve more from a partner and you keep saying you're gonna like show up to our relationship, but you're not actually doing anything about it. So like, you can either pick a therapist for us to go to together, or like, we can say our goodbyes. And I think for him, like that was enough where he was like, okay, fine. And like, we, but he was like, let's do it. Like, this is worth it. Um, and ever since that therapy, like the trajectory has just been crazy off the charts. That was like 2020. Uh Um, I think that was, like, me calling him forward. And I think sometimes in, like, male-female dynamics, like, sometimes that's a thing where, like, not in, like, a manipulative, condescending way, but, like, either partner can, like, demand greatness from their partner. And, like, that's, like, a mutual agreement, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, show the fuck up for yourself, first of all, and me. Like, God damn it
0: yeah oh my god I love that like I really do because I feel like so many people I was thinking listening to that. I was like oh I wonder if so many people listening to this are like in a relationship with like oh I'm just gonna keep trying I'm just gonna keep trying like maybe it will work out like you know it's it's toxic and it's a bit crazy but it'll be fine but like just that extra step of like deciding okay we're actually gonna do therapy together we're gonna see if this works and I feel like I know a lot of people that won't take that next step. They just stay in this like toxic place, thinking like, "Oh, he'll love me soon. Oh, it will be better soon." And like, I see so many people get stuck there, and it breaks my heart. And I just, I'm not really glad, but I'm, I like to have that example of like, "Okay, you can go to couples therapy. It doesn't like, it's a great, fantastic
1: tool." <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, a hundred fucking percent. And it, cause it's not going to resolve itself, right? Like there's only so mm-hmm. much you can be like, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. It's like, what are you like literally doing? Do you know yes. what I mean? Like, what is the actual like steps that you're doing to like, I don't know. Cause shit doesn't, patterns don't just change like on a random <laughs> Tuesday, you know, um, like God. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> I wish stop being all those ways today. And like from here on out, like, <laughs>
0: I mean, like if I could have a superpower, it might be that. (laughs) But then I guess you lose the experience. Like you you lose the experience of like having this pattern and then being someone different and looking back on your life and like, holy fuck, this is cool. I'm I'm a human and I had this experience and it's fucking great.
1: Right. And I've like healed and learned from it and still love that part. Like I think that's a really powerful thing too. I'm sure like you've experienced like Mm. Changing yourself, I mean, people have experienced this. Like when you change yourself because you think you're broken or like something's wrong with you and you need to be a certain way versus like getting eventually to that place of like changing out of love and Mm -hmm. having so much love for these old parts of ourselves Mm -hmm. instead of being like, fuck, like I, she, like, I burned her soul up. Like, I don't even like associate with that part of me. It's like, I don't know. What if they're like all... A part of your little dysfunctional family that has just been like showing the fuck up and like being proud of those parts, right? Because mm-hmm. you are just coping and dealing.
0: Yeah, doing the best that they know how to do in that moment. Yeah. I think um like that's something that I find always really important to talk about is um it's changed a little bit since I've like entered this industry. Um it's like a lot of people start and they're like I need to heal and I'm broken and I need to fix this part of me and I know for myself I didn't feel those things personally I felt like I was I never wanted to be in the position that my parents were and growing Mm -hmm. up in that environment I never wanted that for myself so I wanted to do as much as I possibly could to move me away from that. Um, so I feel like it was a little bit different but I watched so many people like oh, I need to heal this part of me I'm broken and what you say is like it's not there's nothing that needs to be healed because they're all just these little parts of ourselves and sometimes we identify with them more than at other times but it's like they make up who we are and yeah. it's that journey of like being okay with them showing them compassion even though that turns so many people off (laughs) yeah right yeah like these parts are all parts of me like the part of me that hit my ex-boyfriend and the part of me that you know takes my grandma shopping and the part of me that gets really awkward to be in social situations and have to start conversation but the part of me that can stand on a stage and speak in front of like hundreds of people easily like they're (sighs) all different parts and none of them are broken or need to be fixed it's yeah, I, I just yeah, I think that's really important to stress.
1: <laughs> it really is. Like they're they're just these like really beautiful characters in this like utopia. I don't know. It's not a utopia, but like this little like sitcom we all have going on that is our life, right? Yeah. And just love them, like whatever their drivers are. If it's like I think I'm broken, I think I need to be fixed. Like I don't want to be what I saw growing up. Like because mm-hmm. all of the motives of these parts are like so valid. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I and mean, when we can like cultivate that voice of like kindness or even curiosity, like fitting yeah. here, <laughs> it changes everything changes, everything. I've, I remember like recently, I feel like I've been cultivated, like in the last six months, for the first time I've had like the most kind voice in my head. And I remember when it first appeared, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like Where I used to like, would have just like beaten myself to a bloody pulp. It was just like, mm-hmm. what if it's okay? What if it's not a big deal? And I was like, there's like a fucking intruder in my head. <laughs> and then like, Oh my God. And, but I like followed it. Right. And like mm-hmm. when we nurture these, like, I don't know, curious, curiosity towards yeah. the part versus condemnation which Mm -hmm. is like kind of goes into like having differences in relationships and different beliefs right not to like segue but I'm like (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: that is something that I really wanted to speak to um and not the specific details of each person's choice but within your relationship uh you guys one of you guys decided to get vaccinated one of you guys decided not to and like in the world since fucking COVID like that decision has like split up families It split up friendships like if you didn't believe the same things as other people then all of a sudden like you could be outcast or you weren't invited places or whatever it was and um like I said, I don't it's not about going into the details of what decision you made and what you believe in. It's like I'm just so curious on like how you can disagree on something that for some people was so fundamental, yeah, and then like still exists in a relationship. Like I feel like we've lost the ability to be like, you know, I've lost the ability to have some friends in my life because we had different choices in this thing. and now they, you know, don't want to associate or whatever it is. And so I'm curious because I feel like we've lost that. We don't have that ability almost to like have discussions even about the opposing beliefs or whatever. It was just like one way's right, one way is wrong. And you
1: sit on either side of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been traumatic. I feel like for mm-hmm. all of us, right? Like, mm-hmm. and some more than others where like, if you're cast out, if you're shunned, if, you lose relationships. Like that's a really, it's isolating. It was already isolating and now it's like extra isolating. Right. Uh Yeah. So yeah, like it, I would say it wasn't even that big of a deal in our relationship. Like, I know that sounds crazy. I would say I probably had more judgment than he did. He's like closer to Jesus than I like to even like fucking (laughs) like, I'm like, like, Fuck. Um, so I was probably a little more judgy, but not like, or like controlling me, not controlling, but like I wanted it to, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up necessarily. Sorry. I don't know why my dogs are barking. Welcome to the mayhem. <laughs> I don't know if someone, can I let them in? The dogs in? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> They're like, mom, hey guys. I don't know if somebody is, hey. we're on a podcast guys shut up (laughs) um hey 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 shut up um I was definitely more judgy but like or like tried to be controlling but at the same time like it wasn't a lot like I don't want to paint it as it was a lot I think we had create cultivated such a deep respect for one another at that point that like and it's only been growing like because I think respect is so important in relationships and like Mm -hmm. respect comes with like honoring in my my view honoring differences like honoring like different viewpoints and like respecting the individual for the individual and like because there you can't you cannot possibly whittle someone down to one decision in mm-hmm. my opinion like it's narrow-minded and that's okay like I don't I don't know sometimes I have a judgment about that right but like just watching <laughs> ego through this whole thing like personally and societally you know it's like that saying you can be right or you can be happy. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like who, who are these people to you? Does that like, yeah, I don't know. I think we just had the level of respect. And I actually got to a place where I was able to like talk with Brandon about feeling safer to have differences because that wasn't necessarily something I grew up with was mm-hmm. like an environment of like, respected differences and so like I don't know it was like a really big learning thing for me I was like oh like you know
0: yeah I think that's so beautiful because and they're like um you can either be right or you can be happy (laughs) as something that's near and dear to my heart like I've thought about (laughs) getting a tattoo so many times like happy over right because I have a tendency to want to be right And at the expense of my happiness. Like (laughs) (laughs) oh, I had an ex-boyfriend who would always say, um, I'm always right, except for that one time when I was wrong, because I thought I was wrong, but I was right. (laughs) (laughs) And like I love it. Um, I think of that all the time, and I'm like, I don't need to be right, like I don't need to engage in these things, I don't need to be part of it. Like but sometimes I just feel like I want to get on my high horse and be like, do you not see that you're not even letting people have respected decisions. Like you're just fucking running down the main street, making people hide because they can't even have conversations with you. And it like, I don't know, it hurts my heart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not judging judgmental people is like the most spiritually enlightened practice. Like, you know, it's yeah. totally, like I always think of Byron Katie. Are you, are you, we've talked about Byron Katie, I think like the work.
0: Yeah. I haven't read her stuff, but I know of it.
1: Yeah. I always think of that. Cause she's got this turnaround. It's like, oh, change my fucking life. And just like, Basically, the concept is, like, if you're judging someone else, then, like, you get to turn around on yourself and see, like, if that statement lands true as true or truer than your original judgment. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it was crazy. And it's hard to not get on your fucking high horse, especially if you feel like you're being persecuted or you're losing a relationship or judged mm-hmm. unfairly or whatever the fucking situation is you know Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah that's so true so true um I'm just going to quickly check my notes I think the next topic that I wanted to talk about is like a complete 180 segue here we go (laughs) um I wanted to talk to you about makeup (laughs) Uh (laughs) <laughs> Which I feel like for a lot of people listening who know me, um, I'm not like a huge wearer of makeup, and I've been thinking about this recently because one, I just I love how great your makeup always looks when when you do it, and like how it's like it's a part of like your brand. I would I did dare, dare say, um, and like I was thinking the other day, and in my experience. I've had so many people, and mostly men, be like, oh, I love that you don't wear makeup. Like, it's so refreshing. It's so nice. Like, you're so beautiful, like, just as you are. And it's, like, almost to the point where I have this idea in my head that now if I wear makeup, it's like I'm tricking the people I'm around because they don't look like this without makeup on, and I'm almost, like, terrified that I'll meet someone while I'm wearing makeup and then I'll take my makeup off and I'll be like whoa who are you like (laughs) that was like yeah I just and I know that sounds so crazy but it was like this realization I had the other day and I was like but I also really like wearing makeup and I've moved um countries now and I wear makeup more here but like even going home I feel weird putting makeup on to go down the street because people don't know me to wear makeup and I lived in like a really small town. So if you're wearing makeup, people are like, where are you going? What are you doing? (laughs)
1: Love that. Nosy, lovely people. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, I totally, 100%. It makes fucking sense. Like obviously, right? And (laughs) I, well, I didn't experience that personally. I did date somebody who was, oh, that was an interesting relationship, but he would always, he was very controlling and never wanted me to wear makeup. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that was something that he did. Um, I think it's, I don't know. I think you get to like play with, I think for me, it was more about like playing with my expression and like any rules In my head, that I have that, like, I can do this or I can't do that, I want to like test them and like Mm -hmm. kind of put my hand on the stove and like see what happens. Like, (laughs) even if it makes me wicked uncomfortable, because I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, you know, for instance, like if I wear makeup, I'm fooling people. It's like, well, that's curious. Like, what sensations would come up if you just did a full face of makeup? Like, and see (laughs) how that, you know what I mean? And sit with those sensations obviously you're like not asking me to coach right now, but like, that's how I kind of (laughs) play with things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I think you remember like in high school, this was such an experience for me where like, you had things that you looked at and were like, oh, I wish I could pull that off. Or I wish I could wear clothes like that. Or I wish I could do that. You know what I mean? And like, just leave it at that. It was just always this like yearning to like have a certain sense of style or play with something but like that could never be me Mm -hmm. um I kind of I like really realized that in my 20s that I still had that fucking mindset and I was like what the fuck like said who you know and (laughs) literally one day I it was like three years ago I just said, fuck it. I'm going to be good at makeup. I'm going to become good at makeup this day forward. And I'm just going to fuck around. And being feminine at that point in time for me and like like female-like, I don't, it was so uncomfortable. I had such like a this reaction to being female and like pink. And I literally dyed my hair <laughs> had my in it just so I could like, culture shock myself and like, <laughs> like live with it and like deal with it and like learn like masculine my way into my feminine. And God damn it. If I didn't do that shit. Cause I did. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was the same with me. I was like, we're going to get good at this. We're going to be good at being girly. And I'm like, fuck, but now like, I don't know. it did like, I was curious about it too. I was playful. And so, like, it's just evolved. I just watch a lot of YouTube videos and, like, (laughs) play. And I found out that it was, like, a hobby that I really enjoy and that can cost a lot of money, but, like, I have a lot (laughs) of fun with it. (laughs) Yeah. It's a fun way to express, you know?
0: Yeah. I definitely love that because, yeah, for me, even just like watching your Instagram and watching, um, like, the way you do your makeup and, like, the different colors that you'll use and just the expression of it. Like I, I just absolutely love it.
1: (laughs) It's like daily artwork, right? Like who the fuck do I want to be today? Exactly. And some days it's like, fuck it. I want to be barefaced. you know?
0: Mm -hmm. I am. I feel like for a lot of the choices that I make in like social media and the people I follow and the people I interact with, it's like, um, I love to be able to see and witness those things because it does expand me and it allows it to like be a part of my world. And, um you know, like that little soft opening for me to be like, okay, like here's someone who does a crazy, amazing makeup all the time. And like, I could do that. And like, but I'm not doing it right now. I'm just watching.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I 100, like an expander, right? Like a little entry yeah. point And it's like, yeah that shit every day like you become good at it way quicker than you realize you know <laughs> I feel that way with like sex people on the internet <laughs> yeah I don't know what to sex people but they're like all, <laughs> all the time and I'm like oh this is so interesting like you know what I mean like just watching them move they're like fully feminine and I'm just like so curious about their worlds you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah I guess that's like the beauty of social media and like um, I think sometimes it gets lost that we do have that choice in who we follow and what we consume and like we can unfollow people or mute them or like we get to curate exactly what we want um, and that that's an amazing thing and even like how we started this podcast like we've obviously never met in pe- person and majority of the people that I'm talking to for these episodes like I've never met but like thanks to having social media and the internet, like, I have all these daddies in my life where I'm like, fuck yeah.
1: <laughs> right? It's like, holy shit, like, just that yeah. level of, like, connection and community is, it's so fucking cool, and I, I do, I think it's, like, an underutilized tool, is, like, picking and choosing, depending on where you're at in your life, like, who you follow, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I remember when I was like stepping into intuitive eating and healing from disordered eating, I like finally, after I was completely done with my masochism, unfollowed all these like fitspo people who were just like, whatever, like just looked a certain way. And I just like, like wake up every day. Why do I feel like shit about myself? But I was like, intaking all of this model content and then I was like, fuck it. like unfollowed all of them. And I like followed all these like intuitive eating people and like body positivity people and just watching them like truly be in their bodies and like have confidence, fucking healed something in my nervous system, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so important
0: to remind people of often because you do get to make that choice and like who you are choosing to consume does play a
1: part in how you feel. it it can't not (laughs) not like are you drinking poison a little bit of poison every day or not like are you drinking your green juice you know like (laughs) metaphorically yeah yeah I love that I'm gonna let my dogs out my boyfriend just got home I'm so sorry I'm a mess (laughs) you're like let me out of here let me out that's
0: so good um yeah, so one of the other things that I wanted to talk to you about, and I feel like none of these have very smooth segues. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But, but that's just me. Um, one tangent to the next. So um I love this and I I feel like I have my own um version of it, and that is like being an entrepreneur and like um being out here and showing up and doing this work and like wanting it to work and running a business publicly online and then that little secret backup dream of like fuck it I'm just gonna throw it all in and I'm gonna work at Starbucks like I'm (laughs) I'm down I'm fucking over it like I'm just gonna go (laughs) to the job and I'm gonna do it and um I always love that like you reference Starbucks um because where I grew up, we didn't have like Starbucks or anything like that. So it'd be like quitting to go to the local coffee shop. But um, yeah, do you want to talk a little bit to like your, I guess your entrepreneurial journey and like, just, I guess, you know, that little, uh, that backup plan that, you know, I think we all kind of have as entrepreneurs. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
1: And sometimes it's like just a saving grace, like just a, like soothing thought when like yeah. business just like tense or like people on the internet are crazy or like whatever. You're like, oh my God, I could like totally delete Instagram, like fucking <laughs> fantasy and like go work with like real people like that don't know me, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. because it can be intense online, right? There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of There's a lot of hats that you wear Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. Like, oh God, that was the biggest pain in my ass. Like, and I'm like so fresh into like creating such a deep sense of safety in myself and my business. I would say the last six months, three months, six months, but like Mm -hmm. working towards it for years and years and years. But like it's a lot. It's a lot, you know? And so I I remember feeling ashamed of like having that backup or like being like oh I just want to work at Starbucks or I had a big one and it still comes up sometimes even though I fucking love my business it's like oh I'm just gonna be a housewife and like I'm just gonna like be <laughs> like, naked and like have dinner ready when Brandon comes home and like kind of do nothing else with my life <laughs> um I have that and- dream too, like
0: to be a housewife Right. I I don't want I don't want the kids, but I just want to be like a kept woman.
1: (laughs) Right? It's like the hottest thing. And then you're like, oh, this like business can be like a little side thing that I don't have to like rely on, but it's just like my little play project. And it's instead of like all of my soul and guts and emotions are all tied up into it for fuck's sake. Like, you know? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Like, I remember something happened in the last like year where I was just like, fuck it. And I just like said it out loud. I was like, you know, like, fuck it. We want to light our businesses on fire and work at Starbucks. Like, who cares? Like, there's no shame in it. It's already like in the room. Let's just like give a voice to it. No big fucking deal. Like, of course, I don't know. I feel like the grass is always greener in mm-hmm like of course somebody who works to nine to five is like oh my god I want to be a business owner and then of course business owners are like oh my god I just want a boss I just want somebody to tell me what to do <laughs> so I'm able to leave my fucking shit at the fucking job and just go home and like drink a beer right yeah. so yeah, <laughs> yeah I it, and like it's funny because I feel like that used to be It used to be more of like a real thing where I was like, if this doesn't work kind of thing. And then, you know, going in and out of like committing to my business and being like, oh, we're in this for the long haul. Like we're getting married. We're doing the thing. Like now it's less of a, a real thing that I want to do. You know what I mean? More now, I'm like, fuck, just to like interact with real, like people physically, like, Yep. I could just go work at a coffee shop one day a week or something, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's fuck. Entrepreneurship is so weird. I mean, you're a fucking entrepreneur. Like, isn't it weird? <laughs> uh, it's like, like you
0: said, like people work at nine to five and like, oh no, I wanna, I wanna be an entrepreneur. I wanna own my own business. And like, I've owned several businesses, and it is always like. I think one of the biggest personal development journeys you'll ever go on.
1: Oh, a hundred fucking percent.
0: Yes. <laughs> between that and relationships, it's like, are you, yeah. Are you willing to like, want to light your business on fire every five minutes and continue to like slog through the mud and feel like you're never getting anywhere and your head's barely above water. And what the fuck <laughs> did you think you could do? Um, yeah. All for this one moment of seeing a smile on someone's face that you're working with or that you've just, you know, given a product to or whatever and then go through that whole cycle again. <laughs> yes. Uh, but like, I wouldn't have it any other
1: way. Right? We're just yeah. pain slots. Massive <laughs> pain slots, as Carolyn Elliott would say. Like, yeah, it sucks, but God damn it, I like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that. I'm definitely a pain slut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's of it. And I feel like a lot of people, like, there is a lost art of like grit today mm-hmm. in world just because there are so many people who are like, I've been in business for 30 seconds and I'm a 10 billionaire. Like, and it's like, it can be very, like, expectations can be a little like fucked, you know, if yeah. when you're. Like everybody's a billionaire, water, and everybody has yeah. these mega cars. It's like, yeah. Um, But yeah, like, I mean, you put it perfectly. Like, just being like, fuck, my head's barely above water, but like this one smile, like doing what I love, like, I'm going to put up with this pain over and over again. And then, like, I don't know you do that long enough, you'll hit your break. Like, God damn yeah. it, you'll hit your break. You realize
0: you finally made it to the beach and you're like, okay, I can be here now.
1: hundred percent,
0: yes. I think that's also um, a really important difference as well. Like you saying, there's a lost art of grit. So many people like almost say there's a lost art of like, you know, the hustle and the working. And I feel like it's not about that. It's about like the tenacity to stay with something and like be in the trenches with it and fucking like, Say fuck! What am I doing every thirty
1: seconds? <laughs> and be willing to like expect that, and not think mm. that that is like a signal for being on the wrong path. It just yep. kind of comes from the territory, right? It's like yep. if you expect yep. to feel butterflies in your relationship twenty four seven, like you're fucked because it's yeah. just not going to be. <laughs> that, right? You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be moments where, like, I don't feel butterflies, and Hopefully nobody's pulling out divorce papers because <laughs> you're not having porn star sex one night. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. And also like normalizing, like for me, for example, I've just moved countries. I work a part-time job as well as do coaching. And I feel like, you know, when you see yeah everyone having their like million dollar months or like whatever it is, um, you can be you can get caught up in that like oh my god I'm doing it wrong or I'm a failure or I'm not a real coach because I work part-time and all those things and like it's just not true but I think like having these conversations and like normalizing it and like you know it's it's helpful
1: Oh my god, it's so helpful, and it's so fucking normal. Like to me, all it shows is like determination and like commitment. You know, I've had so many part-time do- jobs, like yeah. leading up to where I am now. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I, I had. There's a girl, Julia Piccoli. She used to call it like your business's sugar daddy is like your side <laughs> job. <laughs> oh,
0: I do love that. I love a sugar daddy
1: or your angel investor. Yes. Like in your dreams, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with sugar daddy. <laughs>
1: That's
0: my Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no, I like thinking of like, of it like that or the angel investor or like, you don't have to, you know, decide that you want to go into business for yourself and then, um, have nothing else to support you. like you can have that support, and it doesn't make it bad or wrong or
1: not real, oh, yes, a hundred percent. I think it's that ego check, right? Of like at least for me when I've had to get like a job or something or i that was just the move. it was like, or even like if a launch, like, oh my God, nobody's in my program or whatever, like this means something and this is so embarrassing, right? I think it's the embarrassment of like, oh, it's not working. Like and it's this long in whatever. And it's like, you said, like the deepest shadow work comes from running a business and being in relationships (laughs) and just like getting over yourself in the most loving way and being like, what if this doesn't mean anything, right? Like I have a fucking part-time job, or nobody signed up for my program. Like, and I'm fucking still here swimming. Like Stephen yeah. King wrote how many books before he got published? Like all yeah. these people, those cheesy quotes where it's like basketball player, blah blah blah. You know those quotes. J.K. Rowling wrote this many yeah. books. King and
0: yeah. all the famous
1: people. So like, I don't know. Just keep swimming. Yeah, <laughs> just
0: keep swimming, so swim. I love Finding Nemo. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing. So I just have some quick fire questions that I've been asking everyone, um, at the end of the show and the show, the episode. I don't know. It could be the show one day. Um, <laughs> be
1: the show today. Fuck it.
0: <laughs> okay, at the end of the show. I feel like one one of these I'm probably not going to let be quick fire because I think I might know your answer, but um, I and I would like to discuss it if I get the right answer for this. But uh, anyway, um, what's your star sign? Wait, wait,
1: wait! What's my what sign? My star sign? Star, star sign? Yeah. Well, I want to hear what you guess.
0: Oh, this isn't my this isn't my guess. This
1: is the one. Okay, okay, no. okay. The. The star that's like your your regular one your birth one yeah. right yeah, yeah okay I'm making this a not quick fire because I'm like blah 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 Aquarius
0: oh, Aries oh, I wondered that um your favorite author
1: oh it's so hard fuck well Sarah <laughs> J Maas for fantasy you know this yeah um, Stephen my yeah Stephen Pressfield for like personal development sabotage um. Oh my God. I'm going to be so angry after this podcast. Cause I'm going to be like, isn't there was this person and this person and this person, but Anne Lamott, I mean, fuck, there's so many good ones. Yeah.
0: Um, and what you're currently reading right now?
1: Good question. I'm reading Sarah J Maas. I'm reading the second in Crescent city. I don't know what, yeah.
0: I think it's house of wind and air or something I don't know the blue one yeah
1: yes it's... um
0: yeah is that your first time reading it the, yes okay so when you finish it like you have to message me like straight away okay because holy shit like uh I am this is what I where, where I wanted to chat because I love Sarah J Maas as well and I think I might have seen you reading them, but I didn't associate it. I went into my library last year and, like, I live in a really small town. And there was an, um, my friend's girlfriend was working there and she's about my age. And I was like, Do you have anything that you could recommend? And she recommended me um, A Court of Thorns and Roses, the first, um, yeah, of that one. And I just, like, couldn't stop, like, read that, read there, um, the, what is the glass one throne of glass Thorn, yeah throne of Gla- glass series um and then read the crescent city series and I just like I've um put them on hold in order at the library so that I can read them all before the next crescent city comes out but I want to
1: yeah ah. They're so good. They do create like an addiction. I've like never read so much in my entire life as when I got into her world and I'm like insatiable, like 1000%. So which series did you like the best so far?
0: I really love the Court of uh, Thorns and Roses. And I don't know if it's because I read it first.
1: I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think... If I chose an order, I would like to read um, a thro- Throne of Glass first. I feel like that series is great, like so fucking good. But I liked Court of Thorns and Roses better. And so I would have liked to read that and built that up and yes. then gone into this next world. And yes. like I feel like that segue would have um it would have just built on. Like I didn't think that it was worse than, but I just really loved the world of um of court of thorns and roses. Like I don't know. Maybe it's just this this whole fantasy aspect was a little bit more like um felt like it could be, you know, your own life where you get pulled yes. from, you know, the <laughs> the village no. into the forest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like a they are very distinct, like Throne of Glass and A Court of Thorns and Roses. They're so different. I feel like the first mm. one was more like romantic a little bit yeah. than, yeah, Throne of Glass. Uh, oh, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so that maybe, like, I loved Throne of Glass though, but I love them all. Like, I yeah. literally, it's like, fuck, if somebody was like, you have to pick, I'd be like, just kill me I just can't answer (laughs) this question like yeah
0: too they're just so so, she's such uh, a
1: talented writer like oh and putting out this big like works of art like oh my god and only two are (laughs) out for Crescent City yeah? yeah 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 only two
0: um yeah with her I like when I finished the series, because I love reading and I read really fast, um, I like looked at like other authors that are similar and like, you know, went down that path and just nothing hits the spot the same. It's like, this is cool, but it's just, like I have this insatiable hunger and I'm like holy fuck <laughs> you're
1: so right I have a like another fantasy that I tried to get into that everybody was like oh it sounds good and it like fell so flat it's like rotting in the other room I'm like <laughs> I can't waste my fucking time on, on this book like yeah. I'm not into <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay continuing on with the questions your favorite movie
1: Oh no. Okay. I love I Heart Huckabees a lot.
0: I Heart Huckabees. I've never heard of it.
1: It is very weird. So just know that before you enter the world of it. I think you would love it though. It's like this weird, dry, dark humor that like hints at the secrets of the universe, in my opinion. And it's like early 2000s. It's hits the spot. Okay. Okay.
0: Um if you had to, you had to whoa words. Um if you had to go or you're stuck on a deserted island, what would be one food that you would take with you if you could just take one?
1: One food, oh god, this is a good question. Oh think think think. Um oh my god, I love all the foods. Um wow, I'm ruining this quick thing, quick fire thing.
0: (laughs) Mine were the same. I was like, fuck, this is way too hard. I probably should like send these questions beforehand. So they're like quick fire, but people have had some time to think.
1: (laughs) Right. Oh my God. I, oh, I don't know. You're saying on an Island. So I'm like mango, but then the other thought is pizza. So Make of that what you will. I mean,
0: I said Mexican. I was like, Mexican isn't one food, but I'm just right. I keep. want a whole
1: genre. I was going <laughs> to say breakfast because I love breakfast. So, what's your favorite breakfast? I just love a classic breakfast. Give me some eggs, give me some bacon, give me some toast, and one pancake and coffee, and we're good. <laughs>
0: uh, one pancake. I love
1: that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it. It so was give me like four. I have a whole breakfast in front of me and the hash browns or like the potatoes I'm like Ugh, yeah. so good <laughs> um
0: and lastly something you wish you could tell your younger self
1: it's a good one hmm. I think it would definitely be something along the lines of like You're more in tune than you realize. Like you're right about things that you are told you're not right about. Like you can fucking trust yourself. Mm. I think would be the number one. Like you can fucking trust yourself, and like it only gets better from here.
0: Yeah, oh, I love that.
1: What about you? I want to know.
0: Um, mine was that. I did this the other day but right now in this moment it would be say yes like do the things don't worry about how it will work out um like you can actually handle anything (laughs) Uh even if you do need um you know a therapist or a coach at the time to get you through it but like you know you've got resources and tools (laughs)
1: Yes. Oh, I love that. Like you're more fucking capable than you realize and take the adventure. That's yeah. so you. I love it. <laughs> okay, so where
0: can people find you? Sorry, just Instagram. take a take a <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Oh, what? I was like, take Am a sip of water. Can- I'll just ask you while you're
1: drinking. But <laughs> vodka. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean um, Instagram, Instagram. At the Sabotage Queen. That's like my home away from home.
0: Great. I will put that in the show notes. (laughs) And I just want to say uh, thank you so much for being here on the show today and for having open and honest uh, communication and chat. And like, it's just such an honor to be able to have this with you and to have you here and say, like just thank you thank you thank you thank you thank
1: you it has been such a fucking honor this was so fun and I just love like all the spaces you took us like it wasn't <laughs> just this one-dimensional thing it was like such a journey which was amazing I very much enjoyed it was it as bad or scary as you thought it was gonna be
0: no definitely not I just like now my mind's like oh I wonder if I could have like created a better journey for people like I think that's one of the big things for me with this podcast, and like I say, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing, but it, I yeah. want it. I want there to be like a journey. I don't want it to be so repelling that people are like, "Oh, this bitch doesn't know what she's doing," and I don't want to listen anymore. Um, uh-huh. Like I feel like there's always going to be like a bit of mess, but I still want people to enjoy the experience that they have listening. Um. And I know that I will learn that more as I go. And I think the reason like I want more like a Joe Rogan style podcast is like, you know, sometimes they just have silences and that's just part of it. Whereas like most podcasts you listen to, there won't be like a beat of silence or someone saying, um, or I'm just going to check my notes. It's like a little bit more polished and a little bit more like together. And I'm not very polished altogether, so
1: (laughs) right so fuck it like jump around like I don't know I think like where you have the vibe of who you are there's millions of other people who are like oh this is so refreshing this is what I've been (laughs) like experience you know I hope so um so
0: have a wonderful day And we'll hopefully maybe have you on the podcast again uh, for future episodes where we can be in person and have like a full round table and
1: Ah! be (laughs) in. Fuck yeah! So here for it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening, (laughs) y'all.
0: Have you heard? I'm hosting a kick-ass slumber party for bitches that want to get up in 2023's titties and you're invited. It's called The Playhouse and pretty much what we are going to do is meet up online every three months starting January the 15th and just check in. Think Legally Blonde meets Playboy Bunny. We're going to talk about how the year is going, journal on where we want to be, hang out with fun bitches and share stories about what's real and true for us in the moment. Drink margaritas, dance to bangers. I mean, it's going to be fucking awesome. If you are sick of having your year fly by, sick of the idea of having another fucking boring year, or you just want some more fun, more spice, more laughter in your life, then the Playhouse is for you. To find out more and join us as we embark on a year like none other, head over to my Instagram. The link is in the show notes and send me a DM. The whole year of connection, check-ins and more fun than you've had in years for $111 if you sign up before the 31st of December. I can't fucking wait. See you there.